You are now listening to Strong in the Saddle, a weekly podcast with the goal to help you get strong in the saddle and maximize your potential as a rider and horse person. Whether you're someone who is looking to make the finals as a professional barrel racer, a dressage rider hoping to advance to the next level, or a recreational rider who just enjoys their horses away from the competition arena, I am here to help you be the best that you can be, both in and out of the saddle, in and out of the competition arena. If you're ready to improve your health and fitness so that you can be the best that you can be for your horse, then you're in the right place. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Strong in the Saddle. I'm your host, Katrina. And before we get into today's episode, if you could please, if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It just helps to get the podcast out to other people who may not otherwise stumble upon it. So I would be greatly appreciated if you would do that. And just a reminder that this podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your healthcare professional because of something you may have heard on this podcast. The use of any information provided on this episode or any other episode of the podcast is solely at your own risk. All right, let's get into today's episode. Today, as you can tell from the title, we are going to talk about meal plans and how they may or may not fit into your quest of getting strong in the saddle. For those of you who don't know, a meal plan is basically just an outline of exactly what you are going to eat. You know, this much oatmeal, fruit and peanut butter at breakfast, this many ounces of chicken, rice and asparagus at lunch. It lays out exactly what you need to eat and in most instances, exactly the quantities as well. Some go so far as to dictate exact times that you need to consume your meals as well. I will say right off the bat that there is a time and a place for meal plans. There are many people who have used meal plans and have successfully achieved their body composition or fitness-related goals. At the same time, there are countless people who have completely failed at adhering to a meal plan. Many of the most popular diets that you think of follow some version of a meal plan, and guess what? Their success rates are dismal. Some people might see short-term success with a meal plan type of approach, they find that they can adhere to the rigid protocol in the short term, but eventually they get pulled off track. Maybe Christmas rolls around or they go away on vacation. Those sorts of completely normal life events can often make it very difficult to stick to a meal plan. But 
again, in contrast, there are people who find a way to make it work. They know what their goals are and they do whatever they can to see it through. But before I say that you should or shouldn't use meal plans as a way of getting strong in the saddle, let's just go through some pros and cons of meal plans because like I said, for some of you, meal plans might be the perfect solution while for others it may be an absolutely horrible decision. So let's start with the pros of meal plans. Minimal thinking. (laughs) I think the best part about meal plans is that it takes all of the thinking out of what you need to put into your mouth. Once the meal plan is laid out, basically no further thought is required. If you hire a coach to do up the meal plan, there's even less thinking on your part because you don't even need to develop the meal plan in the first place. Your coach does it for you. If you're a really busy person or really don't want to take the time to think about what you need to eat, this is a huge bonus. Furthermore, it takes the thought out of things like grocery shopping as well. You know what's on your meal plan and what you'll be eating, and then you create your grocery list based on that. And this also makes meal prep very easy. Usually with stricter plans like this, there isn't a lot of adventurous cooking going on. For a meal prep, you might batch cook a lot of things like rice and maybe a few different sources of protein. This makes meal prep, again, really straightforward. And if you're cooking in batches, it's going to be really quick too. Another positive outcome from meal plans can potentially be predictable digestion. If you eat pretty much the same things over the course of a week, you're going to get into a rhythm with your digestion. In contrast, if you're kind of eating whatever, um, and you end up with gastrointestinal distress, it can kind of be hard to pinpoint why you have that distress. Um, Just on that point though, like there can be a fine line between eating the same foods, having good digestion and eating the same foods and not having good digestion because of intolerances, which I've talked about in previous episodes. Um, Meal plans make it easy to get in your micronutrients, and enough protein because when you are initially doing up that plan, you can be intentional about making sure you plan out for sufficient servings of vegetables and protein to ensure that you're you're, um, meeting your targets. Those are the pros, but there's also some drawbacks to meal plans. Uh, Let me draw up a scenario for you. Let's say that for lunch, three times a week, your meal plan calls for asparagus. But you go to the grocery store one week and asparagus is really expensive because it's not in season. You buy it, but you're not happy about it. (laughs) The next week, you push your cart up to where the asparagus usually is and there's no asparagus. You finish up your grocery shopping and 
you go to a second grocery store in town because, you know, everyone loves going to more than one grocery store. And lo and behold, that grocery store doesn't have asparagus either. It's out of season. This is not unreasonable for it to not be on the shelves. But now what do you do? Your meal plan calls for you to eat it three times a week. This is kind of a pickle that you get into when you're on a strict meal plan. Not great. Now, I just will say, I will interject here. You can easily replace one vegetable with another. Even if you are on, like, say you're dieting down for a bodybuilding show, if you change out asparagus and have broccoli instead, it's not going to be the end of the world. But some people think it is because oh my gosh, my meal plan says I need to eat asparagus. What am I supposed to do? Just calm down. Grab another vegetable that you like. It will be okay. And so another issue with meal plans is satisfaction. When you initially lay out a meal plan, it might look great. But what if one night you just don't feel like having what your meal plan says you're going to have? What if you want to have something that your spouse is having. Maybe he's having a steak and you want to have that too. Are, are, what are you going to do in that situation? I mean, let's be honest. If you want to be a healthy individual, there are going to be times when you might eat something you don't want to, like your vegetables. That's just how it goes. But I feel like Meal plans bring this to a whole new level. For some of you, this might not be a problem. For me, for example, I'm completely okay with eating relatively the same thing over and over again for weeks on end. I get in a habit of eating something and I eat it over and over and I'm okay with it. But for others, you might not like this. You want to be spontaneous with what you eat and eat what you feel like on a given day. Meal plans don't really allow for that. Um, Meal plans can also kind of cause people to fall into the kind of good food versus bad food thinking. The foods on their meal plan are likely what they call good, whatever that means, and the other foods out there are bad. Now, I will say that there are definitely some foods that I would label maybe not bad because I don't want to attach morality to food, but definitely foods that you should at least minimize your consumption of. This would be things like, I don't know, maybe some fried foods. You want to, don't eat that all the time, but you know, it's all in moderation. Meal plans don't really come from that viewpoint If it's on your meal plan, it's good and you should eat it. If it's not on your meal plan, it's bad and you shouldn't be eating it. I can appreciate the black and whiteness of that, but it is problematic when we give food morality, like I said. Um, A preoccupation with food can also arise when following a meal plan, especially if it's really strict. You start thinking about the things you can't have and the things that aren't on your meal plan. And the more you think about food like that, 
you almost start to build it up as better than it is, like a forbidden fruit. And that can set you up for things like binging. Of course, this may not be the case for everyone. Some people like knowing what they can and can't have. They like knowing where the lines are, but it can be very problematic for people and can definitely lead down the rabbit hole of disordered eating. And lastly, another con of meal plans is that they often disconnect you from your body and its hunger cues. If your meal plan says that you need to eat X, Y, and Z at lunchtime, even though you aren't hungry, that means that you aren't tuning into your body and giving it what it's asking for. In some cases, this might be okay, but in other cases, it's not. Our hunger and our energy requirements are going to fluctuate throughout the day. That's totally normal, but again, a meal plan does not adapt for that. So those are the pros and cons of meal plans. I'm sure based on listening to what I've just said, you might have some sort of an idea as to whether a meal plan might work for you. To be honest with you, if your goal is just to get a bit fitter, to get a bit stronger, and to be able to ride your horse with sufficient energy, it's probably better for you to just learn the basics of nutrition and fueling your body and take more of an intuitive approach. You would make sure you're getting enough protein and micronutrients by eating your vegetables, listen to your body for cues when it's hungry and when it's full, and that's it. That is more than enough to be a healthy human. However, if you are wanting anything more than that, you're going to need to step things up. If you want to be super competitive on your horse, if you have elite strength or physique goals, then you can definitely consider a meal plan. When you get to those more advanced levels, things like nutrient timing, food quality, macronutrient splits, and all of those more high-level nutrition concepts start to matter. A meal plan can help you with that. You do all the heavy lifting beforehand to set up your meal plan, and then it's easy to follow thereafter. You can rest easy knowing that because you sat down and intentionally thought about what you would be eating ahead of time, that you will be well-positioned to fuel your body the way that it needs to to be able to achieve your goals. I personally don't follow a meal plan per se. I have macronutrient and calorie targets. However, based on those targets, I then quasi set up a meal plan for myself that fits within my targets for the day. It's I guess it's a bit technical if you've never done it before, but after you've done it for a while, it's super easy to do. And you'd be amazed at the results that you can get by elevating your nutrition game to that level. If you need any help with that, definitely reach out. The best place is probably Instagram. I'm at Strong in the Saddle. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions or if you're interested in more of a formal coaching situation, please let me know. I'm more than open to something like that as well. And until next week, remember, it's always a good day to ride.